Hey guys, and welcome back to IJDHTF. Welcome back to another Comic-Con, Comic-Con recap. exclusive recap of I Just Don't Have Time For. Which we have watched so many panels. We've watched quite a bit, yeah. And I feel like the first few panels we were like writing like full page extensive notes. And now it's to the point where we're like... We'll write down like the title of the panel and like any like really notable our, things. Our interests, yeah. But I feel like people don't need to know what the panelists had for lunch. Yeah. It's just like it's yeah. silly. So first we'll just off give you a rough outline of each panel. Yeah. First off, we're gonna talk about building a geek brand, surviving a pandemic. And this was moderated and hosted by Tony B. Kim, who basically started off by making like he had a Comic Con vlog and he would make clothing out of the comic-con bags every yeah year. these these four dudes or four one i think there's one girl but they were like really cool and they were just basically talking about like coming up from fandom yeah but it was kind of weird because i thought that it would be giving you like advice about starting your brand or building your brand or like how to like work your business during a pandemic like some advice in some way and instead he basically was just like oh how did you get started? Yeah. And it was kind of just like people being like, this is how I got into it. This is how I got into it, which are all completely different. Yeah. And a lot of it is like knowing the right people. Yeah. Um, or getting in at the right time. So I feel like there wasn't any information from that panel that was actually useful to someone yeah. trying to build a brand. Well, like the person that Lindsay's talking about, I can't remember his name. Tony B. Kim. Tony B. Kim. Yeah. He had gotten fired from his job and he had like been putting off the business for a while that mm-hmm. he was thinking about because he couldn't give it his full attention. And so when he was fired or let go from his job, he like started devoting his time and energy towards that. And that's when it started becoming a viable source of income for him. And he found that there was a huge niche for that. So for him, that was kind of like a unique, his story, I guess, can help you if you are thinking about starting a business. Or it's kind of like in this sense, even if you still have a job, but you're working at home or your hours are cut because of pandemic, it's a great time to start devoting more time yeah, to, to like, what you're passionate about. Yeah, because he basically was saying that he was just passionate about it, but he didn't think that he could make a living doing it. Mm-hmm. And then he found out that he could once he had the energy to devote toward it. Which I mean, kind of works for us as well, which we weren't like, we didn't start because we were fired or because we were let go or anything. But, but we were when burning we, out on our But jobs. when we left our jobs and went traveling and made this like fully devoted ourselves to podcasting, and, like well, you realize that you can actually, you don't need a second job to like sustain. You can actually just go for it. Yeah. And then you can kind of like also venture into new avenues. You know, if you want to do, we did a little video and like we did some vlogs and we did like some merch. So we've done like a ton of different things. And it's kind of like those all kind of work back to benefit. You're kind of working on yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take away from the panel, but this is kind of like what they were talking about. Yeah. Not in these words. And basically like you, once you start realizing that everything you're doing is for your own growth, you're not necessarily doing it for somebody else. So you're, you're putting in more effort, I guess. Oh, yeah. And the energy, you're, you're seeing a lot more of what is coming up of what you're doing you actually like see the fruits of the labor yeah so after that we are going to talk about nbc's superstore which i was like hit or miss if i was even going to watch this panel because i enjoy watching superstore 
But I was so, like, I don't know if it's going to translate well to like a Zoom thing. And it was moderated by Lauren Ash, who plays Dina on yeah. the show. And I think she's just a really funny human being. I do too. In general. And Her I think, energy is really cool. And I it's think like really that the like, cast together, like they're obviously all very good friends and they all have really good chemistry and energy and like. Yeah. So it was a really enjoyable panel. I don't think we really learned any information about the new season. They showed a few clips and then they talked about it a little bit, but it wasn't like a ton talk. But they haven't filmed any of the new season. They did do some really funny editing at the beginning because they were like, oh my gosh. we're going to Comic-Con 2020. And, and they like, show like Lauren Ash like sleeping outside in a sleeping bag, like as if she was in Hall H. And then it like, it, like pans, zoom, out, pans out and it's just her all by herself. It's just her by herself. And then, and then Ben Feldman, they show him like giving a speech or like acting yeah. like he was doing a panel in front of a bunch of people and then it pans out and it's, and it's in front of a bunch of stuffed, stuffed animals. animals. That was hilarious. And I thought that the way they set that up was really witty. They had... What's his face um, from um, Colton Dunn? Yes. So he's like walking with like chips and he's got like on the sidewalk and then he is like, yeah, Comic-Con, you know, got canceled, but I'm not going to let that ruin. And he's like, I had to flush 20 bucks down the drain. You know, to give the real authenticity of buying nachos at Comic-Con. Yeah. And then they have the girl that played Cheyenne, like, dresses up in a Pikachu, like, onesie as, like, a cosplay type thing. Yeah. They, like, each had their own little skits, and it was really cute and fun. And I felt like the entire panel was very, like, fun and conversational. It was like, oh, if you could play another character, who would it be? If you could have any guest star, who would it be? Kind of like questions. Yeah, they did a lot um, of questions, which was, I thought, kind of unique. They didn't... But they like weren't we said, like heavy yeah. questions. They were just like fun. Yeah, and the clips they showed, do you remember? I think they were just kind of like... There was one clip where some... There was like somebody who's... They were doing like a, a event, mm-hmm. a charity event, and they had like... uh mercenaried out like a uh famous guy but he was only there for looks i don't know it was kind yeah. of funny i think that was the only clip from season i don't think it was season. even from a new season i think it was just like an unused clip or like a clip oh, from okay. the previous season because kind of fun. they didn't get to film the finale of this past season because of covid yeah and then they haven't been able to go back yeah so and like film anything at this point so it's kind of like in this weird yeah, limbo, limbo land. For sure. And it sucks because we got gypped of like the last episode with Amy, who's played by America Ferrera. Who's yeah. one of the few cast member like main cast members who wasn't there. She wasn't there, which is like eh. It wasn't really like any less without her, honestly, which I hate to say that. But I, I do like her as a character. I really like her as a person and as a character, but they have such like a lively cast of people. Yeah. That you didn't like really feel like you were missing out too much. And they have like a really neat dynamic. So then they had the, um, I think it was a producer maybe and like and the, director? the director. Or it could have been a writer and a director. But it did change. The vibe of the whole Zoom session did change when they came on. And it became very like, like, I don't know, like less like playful and more mm-hmm. like businessy. So yeah, where they were like, Here's a serious question and here's a serious answer, like back and forth. Which, which I guess was, is like, good because it's like... good because you were getting, I guess, more information. There wasn't anything that I wrote down as being like, oh my gosh, I can't, like, I'm so excited for that or I can't believe that or anything. Um, yeah, I think it was just more like they're used to 
kind of like taking orders or whatnot. So psychologically, they're going to change back, revert back into that behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So moving on. We have the TV Guide Magazine Fan Favorites, which is normally one of my very favorite panels at the entire Comic-Con because they get like 10 different actors mm-hmm. from a bunch of different shows. But I feel like it did not translate well to Zoom. Yeah. Because none of the people had ever met each other face-to-face, really. And a lot of them probably didn't even really know who the other people on the panel were. Yeah. And it was just kind of awkward. Whereas when you're there, it's like they've been in a room for a few hours together prior to the panel. So then when they get to go out, they're already like chatty and like joking. And yeah. like... so it was kind of bizarre. But on this panel, they had Hale Appleman from The Magicians, which I watched the first season of Magicians, but I haven't watched anything since. I don't, I don't think I'm caught up, but I have watched probably two or three seasons of it. I know it sucked because Robbie Amell from Upload was also on this season and they were asking Hale a question about magicians and like the killing off of his character. And Robbie was like, well, like, I'm not up to date yet, so please no spoilers. And they're like, don't worry, this was a season ago. And he's just But it's like you could tell on his face he still had not seen that season. Yeah, I haven't seen it. And I feel like they like like, spoiled a lot of it. Yeah. Um which kind of sucked though. But I know, like, the fans of The Magicians who are up to date were probably excited to hear that answer. But anyone who hadn't seen it yet, I think, kind of got gypped. Yeah, overall, I think this is a relatively, like, uneventful uneventful panel. And I think that has a lot to do with, like, COVID. Because it's like, Mm -hmm. well, a lot of those people are, like, in limbo. And they don't really, they're not in production. Like, Mm -hmm. they're not looking for anything new. Like, so it's just kind of like a back and forth chat. And most of the information is, like, common knowledge already. Yeah, so the other people on the panel, they had Lindsay Morgan and Richard Harmon of The 100, which I think The 100 just ended. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they're coming back. I think it's, That's like, That's the done. one with, like, the hunt. Like, it's very religious or something. I it's thought like, it was, like, a, a I thought it was a rapture. Kind of, I thought it yeah, was, yeah, yeah. So and there's, like, a like, hundred people left on Earth or something like, like and that. And it's purgatory or something, I guess. And aren't I they know. all, like, teens or young adults or something? It's yeah, like, I haven't watched it. I don't watch we it might either. have to check it out and... Listen to our Wine 30 to hear about that. So then they had Kennedy McMahon, who plays Nancy Drew on the new Nancy Drew. And I hadn't realized that that show was more aimed towards teens and adults. Yeah. Because it's Nancy Drew as an adult and not as a child. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like, should I be watching that show? I don't know. Um, But she was relatively interesting. I didn't mind having her on the panel. They had Alex Newell from Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, who I think is like a really fun person and plays such a fun character and they really asked him nothing yeah um which is weird because that's been happening that's been happening a lot this comic-con and i i think that has a lot more to do with the zoom atmosphere where it's like they already had their questions because the thing is is she may have gotten a lot of questions from fans you know what i mean or something like fan questions are a huge part of comic-con where like that takes up 20 minutes you know so I think it's tough because you're not getting the vibe of the of the audience either. Yeah, the moderator mainly asked Hale from the Magicians and then the people from the 100 the majority of the questions. Yeah. And it was obvious that they were a fan of those shows and that's why they were asking those people so many more questions. Yeah. But I feel, felt that's like we were really like fair. a little bit gypped from everybody else. I know, me too. And then I feel like Ashley Murray from Riverdale and now Katie Keene, she played like Josie from Josie and the Pussycats on there. And um, she's, like, a really interesting person, but they only really talk to her about representation. Yeah. And, like, 
black people being represented and oh, females yeah. being represented. I and I know that. that like that's something she's passionate about, but they also didn't really ask her anything else. Yeah. So and it's like I get you want to ask relevant questions, but try to keep it. It is kind of like a fan thing. Like that's mm-hmm. what Comic Con's all about. So you should be asking her things that are Fans fan related. Too. So, and like the Black Lives Matter, I agree with that. Or just like the systemic racism, I agree that we should hear about that. But those people are probably going to talk about that anyway. And And like you should ask how their roles are adapted to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like ask questions related to what they do, their art. Because they're artists, right? And so like their art is just a reflection of the times. So in a way, like art should be correlated with what's going on in society well and it's a fan favorites panel yeah so i think the fans would be sending exactly. in the questions but there was also jerry ryan from star trek picard which we have not watched um and i probably still won't watch it but if you're a star trek fan you probably already i know i never got into it. star trek um there never was... saw the i guess it was just too space was too big of a deal and mm-hmm. star trek was always overshadowed by star wars yeah and to this day it's like disney star wars you know it's like i don't hear like, I hardly even hear when a Star Trek movie comes out. Or a nowadays. show or whatever, or a yeah. Show, yeah. So then they had Harvey Guillen from What We Do in the Shadows, who I don't watch What We Do in the Shadows either, but I guess he's a vampire hunter. Well, and... I've seen like an episode or two of it. No, I watched the movie because it was originally a movie that we okay, watched yeah. together. And it was and like then, comedic, right? It was yeah. like vampire comedic. And then yeah. the movie was like got that cult following. So a few like a few years after that they came out with the TV show that was like spawned off of the Yeah, movie. it's basically just like a bunch of vampires in like an apartment. And they just like live together and invite people over and party. Yeah. And I also mean, they eat people the, or whatever. The but movie it's like, was like supposed to be funny. funny but yeah. I would never go and watch the show after watching the movie. Yeah, I know. It's hard to, like, when a movie is, like, very refined and, like, you really see what the directors want to do. And then, mm-hmm. like, TV show is, like, a dulled version of a movie, in my opinion. Like, it's like, we're going to stretch this out over a season. So you're not going to get as much packed into one little thing. Yeah, so then the last person on the panel was Chris Chalk from Perry Mason, which is a show we have been watching. Yeah. And... Yeah. I feel like he also got a lot of the questions like Ashley did about, like, the racism and all of that. And... It's like, stop making it about... Like, we're coming to Comic-Con to escape that. Mm. You know? Like, I didn't watch any news while watching these panels. I haven't watched news for several days now. So, like, I don't want... Like, I don't mind hearing about that if it's related to that the question. show. question, yeah. Like, if you're like, well, how did Perry Mason... Like, how do you see that taking on the questions of today's, like, societal pressures? Like, well, like, that would be a fine question, you know? Perry Mason takes place in the 1930s. Yeah. So if you say... Like, like history how has a it... huge impact on yeah. what's happening now, you know? Like, like if he talked about how, like, you know, I don't know. I don't want to go into that, but... But I feel like there were a lot better questions that could have been asked yeah. this panel. And, and he's a great guest to have, and you just like kind of squandered that opportunity. And then Robbie Amell from Upload, who I mentioned briefly at the beginning, they didn't ask him anything, I don't think, the entire panel. Yeah, I know. It like, was weird. He like, did talk a little bit about like white people should be standing up and like 
uh, speaking out against systemic racism and like white supremacy. And like he, so he did say that it's like a no brainer, but it's like, it why was, weren't you asking questions about his show and what questions. he's doing? Like it yeah. made no sense and to me. And he's like a huge hit right now. He's super famous. Like I actually think and, like, out of all the other, stuff all of the people doing. up there that he was one of the biggest, most relevant stars right now. So it was weird to me that they just kept skipping over yeah. him. Like um, they did not know that anything he's been in. So moving on. HBO Max adult animation panel, which I this thought. This was such a fun panel. I thought this was going to be like that Cartoon Network one where they showed like a bunch of clips. Yeah. And like had them introduce it or whatever. But so, this one they didn't really show any clips, but they had. Seth Green. Seth Green. And they had the creators of. Samurai Jack. Robot Chicken. Samurai Jack. Primal. Laser Wolf and Final Space. Uh, they didn't have the creator of Final Space, but they did have the main. Voice. I think he, I think he's the creator. Is he the creator the too? Voice. Okay, or so the they writer did. and voice. He's one he's of those. Like, he reminds me of the guys from Rick and Morty who are very much like into writing and doing voices, or like Seth Green from Robot Chicken also yeah. like is a big creator, but he also does voices. Yeah, I actually like this guy a lot. Once seeing like his personality, I don't remember his name unfortunately. You'll have to look it up. But if it'll you're be in the Final show Space, notes. Yeah, we but, will put in the show notes. If you're in a final space, if you're not in this final space, I recommend checking it out because it's like a pretty witty, like unique cartoon in my opinion. I feel like final space is good for people that like Futurama. Yeah. Maybe like Rick and Morty, but it's not quite like I didn't find it's it quite as crass, crass as yeah. Rick and Morty. Um, not quite as like I guess Solar Opposites is relatively in the same realm. Kind of. It's um, actually Solar Opposites a little more toward like a little bit more um mainstream no it's like no. more like grit gritty it's like more like like more swear like more uh, like not kid friendly oh solar opposites i can't yeah i felt like solar opposites was at least more kid friendly than rick and morty absolutely yeah but but I feel like this is even more so kid friendly like you could get like, but there's still a teenagers. lot of adult jokes yeah it's for adults too but I feel like Futurama is probably the most similar age-wise yeah. to uh, for sure to Final Space. So Seth let's Green talk about this panel. Seth Green is always a joy. He's like, yeah, <laughs> I never mind. I, I like seeing him. So it's like I don't I never mind like it. watching Robot Chicken, but I love watching Robot Chicken panels. Yeah, like I never. I had like a Robot Chicken phase when South Park was really big when mm. I was. In high school, but I only really watched it with friends. So it's kind of like that type of show if you're thinking about it. But Seth Green himself is like super creative and like really unique character. And they were asking the guys like from Robot Chicken about like weird fan experiences. And I thought it was really funny because they were talking about like, oh, this one time when like I went into the bathroom, like kind of things. And it's funny because at Comic-Con... Two years ago, I believe. Which Seth Green was not. Um, it was the one year Seth Green was there. He's the one year there. that he hasn't been there. But, Which is funny because they showed a clip and I'm like, we were there. We saw him do that. That was I funny. know. Um, so it was like two. It was either two or three years ago. We've been a few times to the robot chicken panel. But I had to use the restroom. So I like ran out and the women's bathroom line had like two people in line. Yeah. Maybe. And the men's line was like down the hallway. Which... Comic-Con is, like, the only place where that happens. Um, so I'm waiting in line. I'm, like, almost next in line. And Brecken Myers from Robot Chicken, like, walks up. And he's like, do you guys mind if I cut in front of you? The men's line is so long and my panel starts. I'm like, yeah. 
five minutes kind of thing. And it was like, Pull the okay. Fame card. That's funny. So, like, he was there, like, washing his hands when I, like, went into the restroom. Yeah. But I was like, that is so funny. But no one recognized him. I don't oh, think he even so said weird. that he had a panel. I think he just said, oh, like, there's a really long line. Do you mind? And, like, people were just like, whatever. And no one even, like, yeah. thought he about was so it. so nice about it. They were it. just like, oh, some person really needs to use the restroom. I get it. Like, use mm-hmm. the restroom. At least he was nice and asked. Which usually the women's line is way longer than the I guys. know. Which so is why funny. it was really abnormal. Yeah. Um, But I thought it was funny because they were talking about, like, weird fan encounters in the bathroom. And I was like, Yeah. Okay. Which... <laughs> Okay, so I guess Seth Green and what was it, Brick Myers? Breck and Myers, yeah. Breck and Myers, yeah. Which he, they, he, I guess they did like a funny panel like a few years ago and they showed a clip of it. And I guess they just did fake voices the whole time. Like they mm-hmm. got, but they didn't do it on purpose. Like they just started Weren't doing they it. Making they making fun like, of Lindsay Lohan <laughs> they were for like 15 of, minutes. And it was hilarious. And like now I feel like I have to go back and watch that. I might even, we might even link it. We'll see. If we can find the video, we might like it. I know. It was so funny. And I feel like those guys are so entertaining. Yeah. The guy from Laser Wolf was really freaking weird because he sat with a plant in front of his face the entire time. I know. That's and then so was like, I was like, he basically was just like, I've never been to Comic-Con. This is my first Comic-Con. But like, he just had a plant in front of his face the yeah. whole time. And he, he didn't honestly, really his, say anything. His question or his answers were like lackluster or like his... Like, little snippets were very yeah. lackluster, in my opinion. So, kind of like a downer, in my opinion. And, and then, I would have wished we could have heard a little bit more in-depth conversation with him. And then I feel like the Samurai Jack guy is just a lot more serious than all the other people on the panel. Yeah, I know. So, it's like, the Samurai Jack panels are fun, but one, it's been over for a while. Which we went to that Samurai Jack panel that he talked about, mm-hmm. and they shared clips from, which is also awesome. But what I found during the panel is, is there was a lot of like tension. Mm. So I think that's because I think that they had a large uh, people viewing and watching the show, but they had a hard time creating like it took them longer because there was such friction. So I think that it was more because, you know, some shows like they just vibe and they can come out with episodes really easy and they're awesome. Yeah. Like, I don't think it was like one of those relationships. Like I I feel like like Robot Chicken, like... Like they they're just always vibe. like yeah. coming up with ideas, and even they if they're click. stupid. They're like, let's just do it. Yeah. Like let's try it out. Which makes like, it this awesome. Is, like so ridiculous. And they're let's like, do how, it. how many seasons? They're like ten or eleven. Like they have so many seasons, mm-hmm. maybe more. Whereas like this one, I feel like the people are a lot more serious. Yeah. About like their work. So moving on, we gotta okay. get going here. Last panel of this episode is bless the hearts. We had like Kristen Wiig. We had. Which Ike we Birkenholz. really like. We, we like this a lot. We like this uh, show a lot. Maya so. Rudolph. Actually, like, this was a show that I was hit or miss with. Yeah, like, some I episodes I'd turn it on and I'd be like, this is really fun. And then other episodes I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Like, this show's okay. I know what you Nothing mean. Nothing crazy. But, like, the cast is so good. Yeah, I know. And they did, like, a sip and, like, paint thing. So they were, like, drinking wine and painting their characters throughout the panel. I actually thought that was pretty creative. And it was super conversational. It was... Like, moderated by Fortune, who is on the show, and she's a comedian. She was on the Mindy Project. And she basically just had, like, conversational questions with everybody. They talked about, like, the time Kristen and Maya went to, like, a psychic. Yeah. And got, like, horrible, like, horrible advice. And they thought that they were sisters or lovers or something. And, like, it was a weird, like, experience. And they were, like, they were so far off on everything they said. It was so strange. Yeah. But... 
they like talked about stuff like that more so than the show itself. Yeah. Um, but it just had such a fun cast that it was worth a watch. Yeah. So rec- I recommend that one. Check and it they out. are auctioning off all of the paintings they did of their characters for charity. Which half the, half the cast is like, I might just buy this one. Because it's so bad. For charity. <laughs> um, but I thought it was a really fun panel. I actually am more likely to go back and watch Bless the Hearts again or like finish yeah. the season if I haven't already. I feel like everybody on that panel was really creative. Mm-hmm. But that might have just been them painting. Except for the moderator kind of annoyed me. But that's just my opinion. I don't know. I feel like I enjoy her, but I also have watched all of her comedy specials, oh, okay. which are really funny. So yeah. I like. I feel like you I kind her, of like understand the humor. Since you better. And most of them were people that were on the Mindy Project. Yeah. Which I really enjoy. And Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig are obviously just great people. Yeah. So that's all we have time for today. But we will be recapping even more panels in an episode coming out in just a bit. And we are also working on an episode to tell you guys about the exhibit hall. Yeah. And all the art. Do not miss out on that episode. Okay. Bye. Ciao, guys.